Live from the Hollywood Improv, it's the Nighttime Show! I'm the voice of the Nighttime Show, Mike Black. With us, as always, our head writer, Matt Walker. Today, our very special guest, star of Star Trek The Next Generation, Blank Check and Family Ties, Brian Bonzal. And now our host, a man whose body writes blank checks that his face can't cash, <laughs> Stephen Kramer Goodman! <laughs> I did not expect that at all. Well done. Nice. Oh my god. Is it Amazing. Bonzal or Bonzal? Or is it Bon Bonzal? I said Bonzal. Like I like Bonzal. <laughs> that, was, that was a fun way of saying it. I, I do would... get called Bonzai quite a bit, but it's just Bonzal. <laughs> Bonzal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I, love I it. say we change it. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, you guys. Thanks, yeah, for, thanks for being here, man. This yeah. is a, a very right. weird time in uh in in our history and uh we you know we it get very a, much is oh my god um i how how have you been uh holding up what have you been doing to to stay uh you know keep your head together well this pandemic came at a time when i uh became a new father Whoa! So, wow. Wow. That's a huge deal. Yeah. thank you so much yeah i have a uh uh He's a little over one. I ha- I have a son named Oliver, and uh, he was born August twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I've been I've been a stay at home dad with him, and it's been an amazing adventure. Um, and uh, yeah, we my wife and I bought a machine shop that she runs, and uh, and oh, so, so cool. you know we're kind of both doing our own thing, but but. Uh, reside here and it's it's been awesome what kind of machines um like c uh um cnc CNC machining yeah whoa yeah that's uh for like cnc music factory (laughs) yeah yeah that's what they had in the factory (laughs) they're uh like computer controlled lathes so they carve things out of metal they help you pump up the jam i assume (laughs) and and they make all sorts of cool stuff prosthetic limbs and and, it's like the oh my god it's like the opposite it's like the opposite of a 3d printer in that you cut parts away from a device to wind up with the part you want as opposed to building it up from scratch oh the way uh, leonardo da vinci would sculpt things yes exactly what he did in his workshop back then yeah <laughs> wow. i worked with him the negative space when yeah. i was a mechanical mechanical engineering student we worked with those a lot so wow yeah, that's super cool yeah Fucking yeah I, I say Matt, we can bought I have it, a job she does all machine. the hard work she <laughs> runs CNC that music oh she runs yeah. that yeah, that's yeah. cool stuff, though. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I uh, just uh, wanted to throw this out there. I uh, started uh, cooking. And uh, I got to tell yeah. you, I'm uh, pretty good at it. <laughs> nice. Uh, yesterday, uh, That's I was, not exactly what yeah, happened. Yesterday, I was on the phone with Matt Walker here. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Matt, would you like to tell Brian so what happened? He asked me, is it okay to eat turkey that I bought? Uh, nine days ago and I asked him well is it is it slimy and he said no and I'm like does it smell bad he said no so said, you could probably eat the turkey but he said I'm not going to risk it I'm just going to make some eggs so I was like okay there you go make yeah, some so eggs them, right? so then I hear the sounds of the frying pan uh, being brought out and uh, all of a sudden I hear him say oh shit oh shit something's on fire oh shit oh, no. everything's on fire and I was like well, what's burning 
a knife. A knife is on fire. I'm like, a knife is made out of metal. How do you? <laughs> a <laughs> knife with a plastic handle had fallen oh. into the grate where the uh, flame comes out of, <laughs> and it had set the entire <laughs> knife on fire. So it was just a flaming knife. Uh, and uh, and then I put it out. And then I asked you, like, it I was like, been great if you were a Viking to have a yeah. flaming knife. Sure. Then I asked, on the phone with somebody. It could have went. Yeah. Worse. Well, then I asked, <laughs> how how do you set a knife on fire? He's like. Hold on, I'll send you a photo. And then while he's taking a photo, I hear on the phone, "Oh shit, my eggs are on the floor." <laughs> oh my god! Immediately drop so. my eggs on the floor while trying to. So that's a that's the level of cook that Stephen is. I don't <laughs> always wish that you had died doing something, but if you had died doing this, <laughs> and good story. It, your tombstone said "killed by a flaming knife," that would have been pretty awesome. Wow. That is a pretty good idea. Yeah. I should write that down. As a, yeah. as a possibility. As a possibility. Yeah. yeah. No. So. Brian, have you been doing a lot of music during quarantine as well? Because that's what you've been up to lately, right? I have, yeah. I mean, I, I have a few um, active music projects. I, I, you know, I've I've been playing in local bands and and playing music for over twenty years now. Mm-hmm. And kind of kind of the 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 coolest thing to come out of that for me was I was doing a lot of touring with one of my favorite bands, uh, the Ataris. Oh yeah, and oh um, hell yeah. And uh, and I was a fan of that band for for 20 years, and and it was just a dream come true when when Chris uh, reached out to me, the you know the singer and, and songwriter, and, and asked me if I wanted to to tour. So I did, you know, I did nine tours with them, and and uh, and then you know I got married and and had this son, and uh, and it was one of the hardest decisions for me to make to kind of pass the torch, which um, you know hopefully that door is still open because I'd love to do some more in the future. But yeah, during quarantine and stuff, I've been um the the bands i have active here at home are are they're kind of on hold we meet up you know every once in a while social distance you know and 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 try to keep stuff going um but i've also been uh just doing stuff in my own little studio and helping other musicians with little projects doing backups here and there on their Mm -hmm. stuff or or working on some guitar parts so i'm i'm trying to stay active with with being a new dad it, it, it you know i don't get that much time you know he'll go down for a nap and and I'll try to do some stuff, and he'll pop up, and it's like, oh, there, that's and that. But, everything uh, you do is loud, so it's the worst thing to do when he's taking a nap. You know, it is. It's it's, it's hard for sure. I, You're he, like he's taking you know, a nap. Let's play some punk rock and see how that goes. <laughs> you know, it's like, totally. ah, you know. Well, luckily he listens to you know <laughs> punk rock while while he takes his nap. So yeah. there is a little bit. To cover up the sounds in the other room, but but no, Very you're totally cool. right. It, it makes it a little <laughs> difficult. Oh my god, yeah. that's so amazing, man. I mean, uh, um, do you? Uh, how do you feel about you know, like if your son were to ever want to get into the uh, entertainment industry in any way, like how how do you feel about it? Well, I I, I think. I think I would want it to be more of, you know, a decision that he could make. And, and when I say that, I don't, I don't mean that I regret my upbringing or, or anything like that because I started so young, you know, I was three. Um, and, uh, but, but I, I don't know. I, that sometimes the hours years old is very, very young to. Yeah. And, and being on a show like family ties, which was, you know, an amazing experience and nothing but great memories. It's still six days a week and it's, you know, eight hours a day. You know, you're rehearsing all week and the live audience comes Friday and, and stuff. And then you're starting over. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it, I think I, I would like him to be 
a little older and 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 show me that it's something that he would you know really want to do or Mm -hmm. you know you you can tell when kids love the attention like that you know or or if they're in in school and and they enjoy the theater program or or something like that um but uh but yeah i would just like it to be a decision that you know, he, he could make not to like sense. not to like dive super deep in super quickly <laughs> into this, but um, we've we've talked on on our show before with uh, people who you know were like child stars or or were really big, you know, like in the business when they were very yeah. young. And one mm-hmm. of the craziest things that happens is suddenly you end up making more money than your parents have ever made in the history of their fucking lives and the the balance of power in the family like the dynamic in the family suddenly changes do you have do you have brothers and sisters at all i i have um a a full-blood sister um and that's kind of how i got my start because she she was you know we lived in fremont california and we were taking the bar and she and, and she was going on interviews and and i and i you know poked my head in the door and wanted to see what was going on. And, and I ended up getting a part mm-hmm. that way. And, uh, um, so, and then I, and then I also have step siblings and, and my, my stepbrother Victor was in the Sandlot and oh, he yeah. was, he, he was an actor, um, for a long time as well. And he's kind of getting it, getting back into it now, um, doing, doing some stuff. And, and, um, but, but the weird thing about that with Victor is, is our, our, our parent, we're stepbrothers, so we're not blood related, but, but we've been stepbrothers since we were, you know, eight, nine, nine years old. And it, it was it was our parents that didn't really have much to do with our acting that that ended up getting married. So and uh, and, and there was more coincidences. I was telling Stephen he was on an episode of Family Ties before our parents got married. And there was weird, weird stuff there. But uh, but yeah, so so my bro- my, my, my sister really didn't take the acting and modeling um past when we were younger uh but but my my brother victor did um now, d- what did, what did the what was the change like in the dynamic when you started was there a t- was there ever a time where you kind of noticed a change in the in the dynamic of your family after you know when you're starring in movies and you're doing tv shows like left and right was there anything like that or did you kind of well with the thing the thing with me is since i started when i when i was you know 3 years old it's it's all i really knew so it's it's like the mo- you know it's so common to get that question what was that like and you know what what you know did you feel like a normal kid or you know quote unquote and, and stuff like that and it's like it's it's all i really knew so i i, I can't say that that i noticed much of a crazy dynamic i i i I had, you know, I, I got lucky, I guess. I don't know if I want to say it like that, but like I hear, you know, horror stories about, you know, other child actors and their families and, sure. and things like that. And, and I, I just got lucky in that regard. You know, my mom didn't rip me off and, <laughs> and, she, and she was very protective and, and, uh, and she didn't, you know, hire someone all the time to, to take care of everything. She was by my side and, and she, and and she was in theater, you know, before I, I got my parts, you know, she did, you know, Jesus Christ Superstar and, and Grease and, and uh, you know, um, <clears throat> theater stuff. But uh, but, you know, she kind of gave that up when when I got family ties. I mean, our, our 
our lives completely changed. Yeah. So that must have been in an instant. That's that phone call. Amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And you went. I mean, you're coming into a show like that at the height of its popularity, basically. Like you know, it had been on for a long time, and it was one of the top rated shows on TV. And you come in, and there's like a already sort of a, a dynamic on the set. Um, but you're going in there as a, a three-year-old. I think you said three or four when you started on Family Ties. I, 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 I was. I, I think I, I got the part when I was three and a half, and then mm-hmm. I, I started started when I was four. So wow. I did it. I did eighty-one episodes. Holy um, crap! From four to seven years old. I think there's some speculation in that. I think so, you know somewhere on Wikipedia it says seventy-eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes I, I get confused, but somewhere between <laughs> seventy-eight and eighty-one episodes, <laughs> and it's uh, still a lot. Yeah, so that's you yeah. know a good four years of television you did there um, mm-hmm. on that show. So I mean, did you become rather like did they become sort of like a second family to you? Like say you know Michael Gross, they become like your second dad almost, or they did. I mean, it was it was amazing. Uh, you know, I just did a reunion with them a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I just saw and, they did one. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it, it, it was so cool to, to connect with them. It, it had been so long. And that was one thing that, you know, we talked about, like Family Ties didn't didn't have that behind the scenes drama that you hear with a lot of shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Everybody was actually really close. You know, I mean, Michael Fox taught me how to dive into a pool, you know, <laughs> at his house. He picked me up in his Ferrari. I mean, and, and oh you know, that it, it, you know, it was he was he was like a brother, you know, Wow. it, it was. Uh, so, you know, when that when when all that ended, we, you know, we kind of went separate ways, at least at least I did, because, you know, I was so young. So yeah. it, uh, yeah. I wasn't really just picking up the phone to to call them all the time, but my mom definitely kept in, in contact with, with a lot more people than I did. So, so reconnecting with them was, you know, a couple of weeks ago was just amazing. We, we had done one other with Joy Behar uh, a few years ago, or and it was probably like five years ago, mm-hmm. actually. But, but we all, you know, had, I had one earpiece and I couldn't see them and oh, everybody's yeah. talking over each other. And it, it just, it, it wasn't, you know yeah, the greatest experience of reconnecting. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you do you see these people? Like, do do you get called out to like the convention circuit and stuff? I imagine with the Star Trek connection, there's probably some desire from people to, to hire you to come out and sign autographs, and you might run into them in I, these places. Or, I've done a few in the past couple of years. Um, I, I've done some horror uh, conventions, Chiller Theater, and mm-hmm. and um, and I've done the Hollywood Show a couple times, and uh, I did a Comic Con. Um, and, uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I, yeah. it's, it's really cool. So, some of the Star Trek fans will come up, you know, and have like, say like a Star Trek leather jacket and, and it'll have every cast signature on it. And since <laughs> wow. I don't do a lot of that stuff, yeah. they'll be like, Oh you're my gosh, find. you're the last signature. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Like, and yeah. so it's fun. I, I, I might do some more of those in the future. You were like baby Yoda before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before all the cool kids Steven, started doing I, it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I talked to, I talked to Michael Dorn on the phone uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago and it was really cool to reconnect with him. It, it was just like the family ties reunion. Like it had been so long yeah. and it was just, it was really cool to hear his voice. We, and, we've had both your TV dads on our podcast. That's sweet. Uh, well, the, yeah. the one who was a good father on TV and the one who was a bad father on TV in Wharf. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when Michael Gross was on the show, he told a story about uh, that he would uh, sometimes when the audience 
was was there and they were between takes or between scenes uh, him and Justine would play tricks on the oh yeah uh, pretend to be in a relationship yeah they <laughs> pretend that they were dating and he would like he'd be like he'd be like I want you I want you to sit on daddy's lap and he would like say like creepy oh, stuff and she'd be like oh daddy and the audience would be like no <laughs> be totally freaked when, out when we just did that reunion it, it did bring back because a lot of it's so blurry but I do remember a little bit and I, I just, I, I remember everybody on that set having so much fun and, and doing and, and joking around like that. And, and, you know, water showing up with water guns and soaking mm-hmm. everybody and, and just like doing wild and crazy stuff, keeping people on their toes. And I, I think that's just, I think that's the, the, the fun that came along with it. Cause other sets like star Wars or star Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> star Trek. <laughs> Um, other sets like that is it's a lot of method acting. You know, people yeah. are in their character and and they don't want to, you know, what is the different they don't want to break character. Too. There's not jokes going on, you know. Hey, uh, before we continue doing the show, I, we got to talk about uh, the the equipment that we're using mm-hmm. to make the show, uh, make an epic show that is. Uh, it sounds like you know everyone is right here, like yep. we're all sitting together, but we're not. We've got a fantastic multi-track recorder from Zoom. Um, yeah. If you need multi-track recordings, that's the only company you should even be looking at. Um, basically, we had issues when we had to switch to doing things during a pandemic, mm-hmm. and we were we went from doing a show with people in person to people over the phone, and Zoom just made it a piece of cake. Yeah, you bet. ZoomCorp.com is the website, and uh, they're. You know, th- this has made it so that we could interview people in uh, Nigeria, New Zealand, New Zealand, um, yeah. Guatemala, um, uh, Austria, Czechos, like the Czech, the Czech Republic. Um, when we were Are doing you just all naming those... countries now? Yeah. Well, no. When we were doing all the interviews with the cast of uh, 90 Day Fiance, we were yeah. talking to people, you know, in the, in the Ukraine. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. we were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And then just the other day when we had uh, John Reese davies on the show. From New Zealand. He was in New Zealand the whole time. Sounded it sounded like, like he was, he was sitting in the room with us. Yeah. yeah. It truly is the mark of excellence for podcasting. Zoom, Live Track L8, 8-Track Mixer, Recorder, the board for creators, podcasting, music, and beyond. Yeah, it is a badass system, and uh, we're very lucky to be working with uh, Zoom. Go check out zoomcorp.com. That's zoomcorp.com. Dot com zoom you have to say it three times that's what people do in ad, ads right zoom, what is it Stephen zoomcorp.com it's zoomcorp.com we're talking about zoomcorp.com all right let's get back to the show well I want to talk I got to talk about uh one of uh one of the craziest casts of anything I've uh, ever heard of um let's see uh, we got Woody Harrelson we got Debbie Harry Terry Gar Art Garfunkel Shelley Duvall Bobby Brown, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Cindy Lauper, Harry Anderson, and of course you, Brian Bonzel, uh, in yeah. uh, Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme. Uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? What was <laughs> happening? What, what, what is what is this? It's mind-boggling. I, you know, so I, I forget that I did that a lot, and then there, and then there's. There's, you know, somebody will bring it up right like now, (laughs) but somebody did bring it up recently. And I'm like, I totally forgot that I saw that, you know, and then I'm trying to find it on YouTube or somewhere to to show my wife because it was quite strange. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Wow. What did you you play on that? 
I, 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 making me look bad here. I don't, no, I was, no, I'll tell you. I, I don't know. He played the role of kid. Michael. He played the role of yeah. Michael. Oh, yes. oh, oh Michael. Jesus. <laughs> and Bobby Brown was one of the three blind mice, okay? Shelley yeah. Duvall was Little See, Bo I, Peep. That's I his prerogative. I haven't found it or rewatched it in many years, so now I really want to. I need to find it. Yeah, I mean that it's too it's too crazy to not it, it be. Someone needs to put pieces of this on the internet. And yeah. Let them, yeah, I mean Howie Mandel is Humpty Dumpty and fucking Gary Shandling is in it. Totally, there's so like, many names in it. Wow, this, that cast is loaded. Massive, massive. Yeah. Thing you know, I I uh, I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. I mean, it's ZZ it's one of those like it, it's fucking bananas. There, there's little things like I did throughout my career uh, like that that were just kind of in the middle of the main stuff that I forget about. Like I did a Super Mario Brothers special, and mm-hmm. it, and and it was strange as well. And like and and sometimes wait, was you know, that with I'll, the Super Mario with uh, Captain Lou Albano? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'm pretty God. sure. What was he like? Man, I, I, it's, it's so, it, it's like another lifetime. I, <laughs> okay. I don't, yeah, I don't, it's crazy. I don't that's, remember. Yeah. That's a long I don't time, remember man. like specifics like that. Yeah. Specifics, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a... The man wore rubber bands on his face, Mike. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, what do you think he was? Come on, come I think on. you know the answer to that question. I think he was a lot of fun. I just I want to so. be sure. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, one of uh, one of the credits that pops up for you on the IMDb's mm-hmm. is uh, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Is that right? Or did you do? It, it is right, but but Johnny Carson was sick, so oh. it was one of, the, and so Jay Leno took over and did that episode. Whoa. So it was a Leno episode yeah. of the time. Wow. Oh, that's cool. That's really yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. That, that, it, must have, it, that must have been pretty neat. And then it was really cool. And Jay was su- such a good guy. And, and, and I, I just, I, I, I don't like remember exactly the time I was up there on the stage, but I remember, you know, talking with him before and after and, and the days leading up and, and he was, he's just a, he was a super nice guy. Well, um, one there's one other one I got I got to bring up this uh, another credit where I'm like what what uh, is uh, Hollywood Squares? Did you do an episode of Hollywood Squares at some point? I I can't remember if I did oh or not. God. The fucking hit like history is a very strange and bizarre thing in yeah. television, yeah. you know, because it is. it's like it's like you do something and then someone goes, "Well, how many like I did a game show called Figure It Out." Yeah. And I I thought I did one episode and it turns out I did four. But I don't remember <laughs> any of it. Yeah. Um uh, I I, I want to say that I did do an episode of that. I, I remember do cuz I remember doing something like that, and I know what Hollywood Squares is, but I, I just I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> it's okay. I Wait a minute. I did, did I, work I did with some Al? weird stuff like yes. that. I did a, <laughs> I did an episode of Totally Hidden Video, which was like Candid Camera. I remember. And, okay. Yeah. And uh, and they they what they did was they it was crazy, and, and I actually fell and broke my arm. They they put a a, a harness on me, and they they hired. Uh, you know, somebody to sell balloons at Griffith Park, uh, where the trains are or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they they were playing the joke on this guy, and I give him a hundred dollars and buy the balloons, and they pull me into a tree and freak these people <laughs> out. And and I said, "Help, Mister, too early." Mm-hmm. And that the the guy they hired who didn't know it was a joke grabbed my foot 
and um, pulled, and and I and I fell twelve feet. Oh wow! Oh my bro- god! Broke my arm. <laughs> so by him trying to help you is what broke your arm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so when I did like I did a couple other harness scenes in other movies, falling down a well, and uh, and, and it was it was scary after that, <laughs> but I still did them. <laughs> Well, uh, as the resident uh, Trekkie on the show, I got to ask you a couple questions about Star Trek. And uh, so you come into the show, and you were the second or third actor to play Alexander, if I remember correctly, because there was somebody played him as a baby. Second, I believe. Yeah, yeah, John John Paul Stewart, rest rest in peace. Yeah, uh, played the part before me. Yeah, yeah. So you came in, and you were in basically. You're the one that we tend to think of as being Alexander. Um, as mm-hmm. fans of the show, because you were in, you know, the bulk of them where things were happening, and you got yeah. to do a lot of fun episodes where, like, you're in a mud bath with I uh, did, yeah, with Mabel, with Majel Roddenberry, and you get Michael Dorn in there at the end for like, you know, comedic effect, and you're like doing the Old West episode where there's like that was uh, fistful favorite. of datas. That's a great one. Yeah. yeah. So, what was like the makeup process on that like? Because you had, you know, the forehead ridges and the whole thing, and I imagine did that take like a couple hours to do, or, or how was it that did. process it w- like? It w- it was usually two hour, about two hours exactly, um, and so yeah, for a, a kid who's hyperactive, yeah. <laughs> like I was, maybe still am, um, to sit, you know, still for that was was hard. But the 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 makeup department was just so amazing and 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 always really fun. Um, so you're like, are and, you in there at the same time as like Brent or or Michael or people like that at yeah. the same time and all that? Yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah, I'd, I'd be in there with with whoever was you know, filming that scene or scenes, you know, coinciding in, in other parts of the ship. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. Now was, was the, what were the sets like? Like how, how many, uh, cause obviously, you know, there's like the bridge and then there's like, you know, a couple quarters they might have set up that they would deck and, and like how, how moving around but, was By that? the way, by the way, Brian, M- Matt Walker is the biggest <laughs> fucking nerd <laughs> About, about Star, Star Trek, Trek yes. in the history no, that's of super mankind. Cool. And, yeah. and sometimes I get a little intimidated because mm-hmm. I don't know as much about Star Trek as, you know, I probably should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so sometimes, you know, when I've done these conventions, people come up and, and ask these, and, and, I, and I'm like, I, they'll say things and cling on yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry. Buddy. Is, I don't is, it know. Like, uh, is it like, but, have you ever seen that? The Saturday Night Live sketch with William Shatner where they're at a, a Trek convention. And then yes. I think it's like Dana Carvey's like, in episode 302, whatever. And he's like, have you yeah. ever even kissed a girl? You know, that was his response. <laughs> I meant some no, of the mic. But, no, um, but the, the sets were really cool. That It was like, it, I think it was like, and, I, and I've said this before, but I, I think it was kind of like every kid's dream to put on makeup like that and run around sets like that yeah I, I it was so much fun you know and and everybody standing around you know you know in their character method acting and i'm mm-hmm. you know <laughs> pew, pew, running around <laughs> pushing buttons that don't work and and uh yeah no it was it was really cool to to spend time on those sets and and even the you know the studios nearby to to go in the in the warehouses full of all all the you know special effects and mm-hmm. and and mask making and, and all that stuff it was just uh it was so cool. I have the greatest memories yeah, of that. You filmed that at Paramount? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a great place. Yeah. 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 So do you, I mean, so you said Fistful of Data, that's probably your favorite of the episodes you did. Yeah, I had so much fun filming that one. And and um, and I had, it was filmed out, you know, out on a ranch. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if they call it 
the Disney Ranch or Golden Oak or I don't know what. But I had filmed some other stuff out on that ranch and and it was uh but uh that that western town and everything, you know, was built up and and uh it was just it was just so much fun to to run around and play in awesome. environment. Hey Matt, before we continue doing the show, mm-hmm. we got to talk about what we're talking into. These Sennheiser microphones are fantastic. Yeah, they are literally top of the line. The best company in the world when it comes to microphones, headphones, audio equipment like this. I mean, yeah. it's just so damn good. If you want to sound good talking into something, get yourself some Sennheiser microphones. Yeah, it makes you sound epic. Mike Black, uh, say something epic. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages. Um, If I say any more, lawyers will get involved. (laughs) We have to. (laughs) Exactly. But But I said it clearly and you you can hear it clearly. (laughs) I can hear it. It sounds perfect. Um, Hey, uh, go and uh, go check out Sennheiser. If you are looking for audio equipment, uh, you're looking for a great microphone. This is the one to use. Mike, uh, Matt, what is what's this one called that we're using? Uh, this is the MD42. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect. Find them at Sennheiser.com. You bet. All right, let's get back to the show. And uh, now, of course, then shortly after Star Trek, you did a landmark movie, which uh, has sort of popped up a lot in pop culture. It's become... It has, yeah. God, it just... I, it, I see it pop up constantly, and whether it's uh, because of... Uh, what, there's a, a lot of reasons why that's popped up, and I think it's because I of know. Yeah. it being a Disney thing, <laughs> yeah. but then also yeah. because of and the We should kiss, mention the title. It's the, the, yes, the Blank Check yeah. we're talking yeah, about. Blank Check. Yeah. We're talking about Blank Check. No, um, yeah, it, it's it's popped up a lot for that lately, and, and uh, honestly, you know, like I, I, I've been getting a lot of, you know, messages uh, from journalists in, in the UK <laughs> and, and all over that that want to interview me about that kiss. And I, and I just, I, 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 I turn them down because I, I just feel like it'll, it'll, you know, back me into a corner. I never yeah. felt uncomfortable of any sort, uh, filming that movie. I had a lot of fun. Everybody was, was great to work with and, and it was super cool. And I, and it's I'm, a fun movie and, and look, times is. change. So just yeah, because change, something is you know, like completely would never happen today doesn't mean it was in the same realm in 1994. Yeah, you know? but also so, in no, 1994. It's very true. Yeah, like also 1994, and, Duff was uh, the what's it called? She was um, the VJ. The VJ. So like mm-hmm. every guy, every guy in America was like, oh my god, yeah. she is like so Charlie Red girl. Oh, yeah. she's yeah. so beautiful, and she was so she was so cool, and uh, kind of like a girl like that you'd want to hang out with, and so. It was brilliant casting for them to yeah. have her, you know, as, you know, like if you're suddenly a millionaire, you know, like who would you want to spend time and hang out with? Yeah. 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 Well, Karen was great and, and so much made, made, made work doing that movie so much fun for me. And we had, we had a lot of fun. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, how did you end up getting cast in that? How did that ended up like, how did that go down? <laughs> I can't quite remember the interviews too well for that one. I, if I should, you know, I was 10 or 11. I, I had done, you know, I, I had from, from eight, from eight years old to 12 or 13 was such a busy time in my life. When I, when I was eight, I did, you know, the, the horror movie, Mikey, that, you know, B rated movie that became, you know, a cult classic, you know, people, people are really liking it. And I did that fatherhood, with uh, Patrick Swayze oh, yeah. directly following it, and then Blank Check directly following that, and the the interview the interviews and and 
if I if I, if I even had one for blank check, I might have had some momentum right there, and it was maybe it was just we want you for this. I don't I don't, I don't quite remember, but uh, but um, yeah, because by that point yeah. you were a known commodity in the circles. Like they're like, we need a kid, we need somebody who we know can do the job, right? Yeah. So at that point, they're sort of limited in in how many people they'd even consider. It's not they're not just going to just call some random kid in for an audition for a feature. Usually, that's usually you get a, a small part on a TV show. Um, yeah, no, that was definitely the height the height of, you know, what was going on for me cuz well, th- things were being thrown at me left and right there and I it was a little uh was uh, it was I'm, it like an intimidating thing? Did it feel kind of like it was it was like too much at one time? Like Well, I I think I think a little bit. I, there's definitely those feelings there because, you know, I'm 11 turning 12 um i'm I'm starting to be a little bit more in tune with you know reality of life and 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 the you know the effects of decision making and when you're being offered different stuff and and you know i'm working through it with my mom like what 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 should we do and what should we turn down and you know what's what's going to be the best to you know it's it's just a I'm a, it's just a yeah. I, I could say it was a little intimidating. I'm sure. I'm sure. Was did you have to deal with any of the? Um, I I know this is like kind of a, a you know a, a weird question to ask, but it's like no worries. When like I I know from from like reading about you know you know the the early '90s in Hollywood. This is the time before when we just had. Uh, What's his name on the show? Um, Tommy Lee on the show, mm-hmm. and he nice. he he was like, yeah, basically nothing you could get away. You couldn't get away. People with, didn't have cameras everywhere, yeah, no. so you could do more. No stuff. one had cell yeah. phones. No one anything, right? So you know, also young people in Hollywood in the early '90s are were being offered stuff left and right that you know should oh, sure. not Every be substance offered under... to them. You know, like yeah. did you deal with any of that kind of stuff of like people you know kind of being like you know like trying to were people like trying to glom or, on to you and yeah like was there any of that kind of stuff i mean there there was i mean, well the thing is is like being that young there there is definitely stuff that was filtered before it got to me mm-hmm. you know before so I, I i can't really say that i was in tune with with a lot of that and and that kind of goes along with you know my mom being you know protective and making sure and having a role in, in you know what I was going to do and what I wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I can't I can't really say that I could pinpoint an exact situation like that. Yeah. Well, that's I mean that's you, good. You, you didn't get swept up in the whole like party scene or whatever of Hollywood because that's a I danger. didn't. Yeah. I, I I didn't. I I you know unfortunately <laughs> took that role upon myself later after <laughs> I kind of uh, finished acting and and had a you know wild. Uh, adventure for some years, uh, but uh, life is great now. Yeah, now was, and, uh, was that's all behind me. <laughs> oh no, that's that, uh, that's great. That's a great thing. Yeah. Now yeah. was blank check sort of like the final thing you'd done, and you're just like, I've done everything I need to do, and I can move on now, or like? Well, how did I did. Happen? I did blank check, and then I did a movie with Natalie Cole after that, mm-hmm. um, called Lily in Winter, and um, and. And we filmed that on the same ranch as like the Fistful of Data okay. um, episode and stuff like that. Um, and then after that, my we my family, you know, well, my mom and my sister 
and my stepdad and I, we moved to Boulder, Colorado um, from LA. And, and at, at that, at that point, my head was at going to normal school and not being in and out of schools and, and not allowed back because, you know, schools don't want you leaving yeah, you every time. two months. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, just wanted us, I moved, we moved around a lot and mostly just all over California growing up. But, uh, you know, you go through a lot of groups of friends and, and, you know, stayed in contact with very, you know, minimal of them. But like, I, at that point, I just I wanted to go to school, and I and I was and I was finding punk rock music, which, you know, became an obsession for me. And I, and uh, it, it took over the drive to you know it, like it, in order to keep doing it from Colorado at that time, I, I'd have to interview with a, a VHS camcorder, oh, yeah. you know, and, and I'd have to send it. And if and if they if they wanted um, you know an interview, then I'd have to fly out and and do it and. And there were some things since because of blank check that were, were pick and choose and handed mm-hmm. to me. But, you know, for the most part, I was still, you know, I would have still had to interview. And, and I was, I, at the time I was just kind of over it. Yeah. Kind of burned out. <laughs> I mean, you, where I'm getting yeah. you know, you spent, you know, from the age of three to the age of 12, you know, those are nine very important formative years of your life. And you're spending that yeah. working nonstop. Uh, non-stop you know yeah. all the way you know until you're probably 13 14 whatever you still work on all this stuff you know that's the vast majority of your life you've done this and at that point you're kind of like you know i don't need to do this i could just go be a normal kid for once you know i yeah. imagine that's yeah, probably absolutely appealing. yeah i mean especially since you've been doing it for so long it's like you brought so much uh happiness and so much entertainment to people at such a young age it's like you you gotta like um you know, you got to be able to take a, you know, a break or change at some point because it's, yeah, you know, that's that's a, a very solid way to get burnt out. You know, is well, that's like... definitely what I wanted. And then, you know, I did, I did an interview. Uh, I don't know, a couple of years after that, with like VH1 or E Entertainment, one of the two or something. And uh, and I kind of said uh, in that interview, I, I don't know exactly what I said, but I think I, I said something of the sort that I didn't want to act anymore or something like that. And I, and, uh, and it, it, I don't think I worded that right. Like, I, I don't know that I didn't want to ever again. I just, I was at like everything I just said, I was just at a point in my life where I think I wanted a, a break and mm-hmm. I didn't really know, you know, exactly what I wanted, but, but then, you know, finding music and, uh, other journeys, kind of you know took over mm-hmm. have you my been process. have you been contacted for sort of like cameos a lot of shows like to do things where they bring in old child stars as like little cameos or even there was that movie that david spade made about like former child stars right and he packed it with people that were on all these shows uh like have you been contacted about that kind of stuff at all like recently or no i not recently i i've done um a couple little independent things recently mm-hmm. um like i just did uh you know, and 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 since there's a pandemic going on, I I kind of just filmed them yeah. myself. <laughs> but I but I did a little cameo in a movie called Alien Danger, which has other Star Trek cast members. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly who they are. I don't know exactly what actors because it was so recent, and I don't really, you know, there's not much about it yet. It hasn't come um, yet. Okay. But there some some of the uh, band members from the band Guar. Oh, yeah. and, and, uh, <laughs> and I think there's there's some random people, and so I've done um, a couple little things like that. 
lately. Yeah. Um, but no, I can't. I can't say I've been uh, contacted much for mm-hmm. for any. Of it. Well, but, uh, I mean, you're a you're a super talented guy, yeah. and well, thank you. I really appreciate that a yeah, lot. I, I I listened to uh, some of your music last night. And I was like, oh my god, like this guy. What'd you listen fucking... to? Um, I was on uh, your YouTube channel actually, cool. and it was um, I, I do do you publish a lot of stuff on? You publish pretty often on there. Or are you gonna? Put I, more I stuff did up? for a little while, but I haven't I haven't put much up on there. We got to get more stuff up there, man. We got to get more. Yeah, songs. man. Um, well, like most of my music I've made since since high school is is on Bandcamp, so you could just search my name on there. Nice. Um, and then some some of the you know and those and some of those bands have their own pages on there too, but you can find it all compiled with uh with just my name on Bandcamp and and some of it some of it's on Spotify and all mm-hmm. the streaming um services and. Uh, you can yeah. make a TikTok video with it, Stephen. Oh, yeah. I will. Oh, I will. You better <laughs> on watch my, out. Yeah. I, I, I post updates here and there on my, you know, yeah. my Instagram, and it's under Mr. Brian Bonsell. But, but, uh, but yeah, lately just been kind of doing little projects with with other bands and helping out, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully get to you know start practicing with my full bands uh, again sooner than later. You know yeah. when. When we get a better word of when live music will continue. Yeah, fingers crossed that we can all do that soon. So. Yeah, yeah, Batman. Uh, wh- do you have a uh, social media? Do you have uh, accounts so people can follow you and stuff? I do, I do. I, you um, on Instagram? Um, it's uh, Mr. Brian Bonsell, and um, um, Facebook. Uh, it's Official Brian Bonsell. Mm-hmm. Nice, very nice. And then I, I have a Twitter, but I don't really go. I, I don't really go on Twitter much or do anything. Smart on there. move. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. good. It's a mess out there. There's nothing really good on there. Is. Don't worry yeah. about it. You're yeah. missing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Mike Black, where can people find you on the social medias? At Mike Black Attack on all of them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. And what about you, Mr. Walker? Uh, I've got links to everything at funnymat.com, or if you're upset by anything I said, uh, you can let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, yes. uh, I have some uh, custom nerdy Star Trek shirts that we have available in the Nighttime Show uh, merch store yep, until just, I get a cease and desist. We're going to keep selling them. Threadless. Uh, it's night, the Nighttime Show. Dot threadless. Threadless. Dot com. Like I'm wearing the L.A. Trekkies shirt that I made, which is the uh, part of the Klingon symbol and the Federation symbol yeah. um, to spill out L.A. And we've got uh, like my Enterprise Renaship. I'm wearing <laughs> one of the shirts right now. It's uh, the Voltron. It's Voltron, yes. but me and these uh, two schmucks. Yes. So, nice. Up the Vol- so the good Voltron. merch you can get out there if you like yeah, the show. And all that, uh, so. Yes, for the world, for yeah. the world. Uh, you can always get me at at Flaming Knife on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, and YouTube. You can get me yeah. at Stephen Glickman, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Thank you so much for doing this, Brian. Um, thank you. You know, yes, I'm, thank you. I've been a big fan a for a long time, time and uh, and uh, it's it's so nice to to meet you in person and uh, and get to chat. So hopefully, yeah, it's we'll... super cool. I really appreciate you guys having me. And I... yeah. Hopefully we, we do a lot best. of conventions, uh, comic conventions and stuff. So hopefully we'll see oh, you around yeah. at one of those. Yeah, yeah hopefully when, we cross yeah. paths. I, I definitely want to do a few when when things continue. I there was a couple I was you know going to do um, in L.A. that you know obviously yeah. got canceled, postponed, oh, and, 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 uh, and hopefully by the they, way, they hit me back. Uh, don't feel bad about not knowing uh, any Klingon because we asked Michael Dorn. He only knows two words in Klingon, so don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's very that true. makes yeah. you feel a little better. <laughs> you bet. You bet. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, man. Thanks again. Hey, you Thank too. You. Thank you so much, guys. You bet. All we'll right. talk soon. Bye. 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 All right. Bye. Oh.